The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Monday, a Medal of Honor Monday. That's always exciting. Speaking of America's heroes, I have another one. Well, Medal of Honor Monday's an hour from now. I have another hero I'm going to talk about in just a minute, but here's what's on tap for tonight. I'm so freaking excited for this show. Um, I gave a warning last week about finance people dying, and man, I'm so sick of being the Oracle all the time. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the corruption of America's highest institutions. We're going to talk about focusing on what matters and what doesn't matter. I see all this Twitter files. So what happened on Twitter? That's not what's actually important. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about murder. We're going to talk about Disney. Power outages. Mitch McConnell selling us out. And Democrats playing to win. And... A mystery fart. All that and more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get into any of those stories, I mentioned an hour from now we're going to have Medal of Honor Monday. And everyone knows what that is by this point in time. Same time every single show, we honor a hero. We honor a hero who served the country. We remember him. We remember his deeds. We read the citation. Sometimes we do a little history backstory. And we're going to do that again tonight. But... I thought it, tonight would be an appropriate night to honor two of them. 
because we don't, not two Medal of Honor winners, but two heroes, because we don't have a ton of heroes in this society. They exist, but they're harder to find now. We have to go seek them out. So maybe, maybe you're raising kids right now or, or hanging with family or neighbors, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish there was another hero we could honor, someone else we can remember. Well, there is. Me. Now, what, Chris? Let me explain what I'm talking about first. You see, something happened. You know I was gone on Friday. That's where we're going to get into someone. There's controversy over whether or not somebody farted on Tim Pool's show. I had to fly back to Washington, D.C. and be on Tim Pool's big show on Friday. And there's all these people in the studio. And there's all this discussion about someone possibly turning one loose during the broadcast. In case you missed it, this was the sound. And we'll discuss this later Our on. Our government works with China. We're, they're, not, they're not on opposite yeah, th- sides. I mean, there, there's a reason Klaus Schwab just said that. Okay, I heard it. You heard it. We'll talk about this in a little while. Who's to blame? Who's not to blame? But I want to talk about something else. Because apparently this appearance blew up really big. And people were, are happy with <laughs> thrilled with the performance. Let's just put it this way. And it went really awesome. Which no one's surprised about that. It's important you understand that right now, maybe you're watching on the simulcast, right now, I'm not only playing hurt, I was playing severely injured on the on the Tim Pool show, on Timcast it's called, maybe life-threatening injuries. This might be my last broadcast, I don't know. And I need, I need to explain why before we get into Twitter and the FBI and, and everything else that's going on in the world, and dark predictions and, and other stuff. You see... I had to go to the airport on Friday. Obviously, I can't teleport back there. So got a little, got to the airport a little bit late. Bad traffic. Security took a little bit of a long time, and I was starving by this point. And you understand, everyone understands who listens to this show by now, you understand the importance of avoiding the darkness. That if I get hu- too hungry, there's some kind of chemical imbalance in my brain. You don't, you don't want to know me. You don't want to be around me until I get some kind of blood sugar in there. It's really, really bad. It's called the darkness. I didn't name it that. My old campaign staff used to name it that. They'd carry around granola bars and candy bars just in case it'd been a while. So you should know by the time I got through security on Friday, the darkness was here. All right, it was here. Oh, we're going to talk about dead billionaires here in a second, but it was, it was here. I get through security, and now I'm in, a, I'm in bad shape. And I guess this was a big travel day. I don't know why, but the airport was packed, jam-packed. And I go to the traditional food court in the airport, and every place has a long line. Chick-fil-A, every, every place has a long line. And it's not that I need something good. I need something fast. I need it now, and my flight's going to board soon. The only place without a line, this should have been a red flag, was the Mexican restaurant that's in the airport. But I beeline it over there because I need food, and I need it now. And I order chips and queso. And I order chicken wings. Now, don't yell at me for ordering chicken wings at a Mexican restaurant. I'm the menu whisperer. You're not. I know what I'm doing. They had a Mexican dry rub that they said was really good. I spotted, oh, yeah, and a chipotle crema, Chris, which that's, that's you know, I know you don't habla. That's Spanish for cream. So I like to keep you educated whenever humanly possible. But I get my chicken wings. I get my queso. They showed up late, of course. It took forever to get it. Houston, it, you'd understand if you lived in Houston. Everybody's mad at you whenever you order food from them. It's just the way it is around here. You have to get attitude from every single person. But I do get my chicken wings. I bite into the chicken wing. I didn't have t- 
time to let it properly cool. My flight was boarding. The darkness was here. And there was some some scalding hot. Basically, like the you know the center of the earth is, is magma, right? That was how hot the juice was that was in the chicken wing when I bit into it. And it squirted up. If you're watching on the simulcast right now, you'll see it. Or if you watch my TV show on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time, you'll see it tonight. In my upper right lip, I have this red mark. It didn't just squirt up outside of my lip and burn my lip. It burned me so bad, it basically split my lip lip open. It's been burning and splitting open for two or three days now. I mean, I don't want to call myself a hero for doing a show tonight, but what else would you call me? I don't know. I have another word. So I just want you to know that multiple heroes will be honored tonight. Someone who earned the Medal of Honor an hour from now. Me now. It's just we're going to honor heroes and honor heroes and honor heroes. (laughs) Now, let's dig into this. The Twitter files. This was a big thing that dropped late, late, late Friday night. You've probably already heard about the Twitter files. The Twitter files. What is it? Here it is. Elon Musk bought Twitter. You're probably not even on Twitter. Most people aren't. If you're not, it's no big deal. But it is a big way that people share media, share news stories, videos. World leaders are on there. Companies are all on there. It's a big thing in the social media world. Elon Musk buys it. And Elon Musk decides, I'm going to dig into what's been going on here because there's been all kinds of filthy commie censorship at Twitter. Now, let's pause there for a moment and let's rewind on something. There's such a thing as the October surprise. I know you know what this is, but maybe there's some people who don't know politics listening to the show. Here's what an October surprise simply means. Elections are always in November. First Tuesday of every November, you have an election. So that's early in November. If you have a really damaging piece of information on your opposition, you don't want to drop it too early. This is something that you and I have a hard time understanding. I'll never get this. Maybe you get it. I'll never get this. People don't pay attention to politics at all until right before the election. You and I do. Oh, we know all about the stories and the issues, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the JCPA tonight. Most people don't even know what that means, but we we're up to date on the issues, and we think, oh, everyone must know, right? Everyone must know. No, you already know. Yeah, Chris just held up a sign. People already forgot about Afghanistan. He's right. They did. The, the, people don't pay attention. People forget. They start paying attention about five minutes before the election. So if you have, if I was running in a race against Chris and I found out Chris wears women's underwear, which he probably does, but I found out Chris, that's not very nice, Chris. If I found out Chris wears women's underwear, I wouldn't want to release that in August. And you'd be tempted to if you had that information in August, right? Well, man, I've got this info. Everyone's looking. Let me just put it out there. Chris in women's underwear. And then he's disqualified right off the bat. But that would be dumb strategically. You hold on to it until people are paying attention. If I release it in August, no one's paying attention. By the time October rolls around, it's already forgotten. You wait, you hold on to the most damaging information you have, and you release it in October. That's why it's called. That's why they have a name for it, the October Surprise. I know you already know that, but that's why. Like uh, the FBI. The FBI busting some supposed right-wing assassination plot of Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. Why do you think they busted that plot in October of 2020? 
because the FBI, which we're actually going to get to as part of this whole thing, it's because the FBI is now the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party and they have to be completely disbanded. But we'll, look, we'll go into that later. But that's why you drop the October surprise when you drop it. Essentially, if there's something bad out there about you, you don't want it dropping in October. If it's June, July, even September, you're okay. In October, the guy who actually decides elections, not you, not me, the neighbor who pays half attention, that's when he starts paying attention, and then you're in trouble. Now, that's a little bit of the backstory. Let's talk about the Twitter files and why Twitter is actually not what's important at all. In fact, everybody, including on our side, they're really, really, really missing what's most important here. I will tell you what's most important next. But first, headline, New York City murders up in November. Murders are going up and up and up and up and up and up. This is not just a New York thing. This is obviously it's going to be worse in New York because of their scumbag DA, but this is a nationwide thing. As poverty gets worse, as mental illness gets worse, as drug use gets worse, murder goes up. As DAs turn criminals loose, murder gets up. I worry more now than I used to about my sons running across the grocery store to grab some chips. Just because there's so many psychos out there now. Does the person you love the most own a hero gun? a non-lethal gun, it will stop a bad person in their tracks. And it's non-lethal. So if you're, I'm not a gun guy, that's fine. That's fine. A hero gun saves a life. Yours. And in fact, you're not even taking theirs. Does not require a concealed carry permit. Go to hero2020.com, code Jesse, and get the person you love a hero gun or a hero arrow. I love those. Hero2020.com. State restrictions may apply. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, speaking of black magic, Chris, getting super creepy tonight. You do remember, probably remember last week, I think it was last Thursday when I brought up, you know, the 2008 stock market crash. There were all these suicides that started happening in New York City. Every time you turned on the news, there was some guy who took the nasty plunge off some high rise, some fine, always a finance guy. And it got to the point where, Almost seemed like this wasn't just random at all. I mean, I, who knows? You're never going to know, but it almost seemed that way. And you remember, you remember last week I brought up the crypto. A couple crypto guys died in really weird circumstances, and I made some predictions. Yeah, just buckle up. About ten minutes from now, we have a little update on that. Ooh, it's gonna get all hey, Chris. We need eerie music, like Twilight Zone music. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe Frito Bandito? No, that probably, that probably doesn't work, does it? All right, well, we got to find creep. Chris, find us creepy music to play. Be- what? I like creepy music. All right, all right, back to what we're talking about with the Twitter files and, and the FBI and all these other things. Okay, so that's what an October surprise is. Now, it's not news to you that the New York Post, God bless them, they published a story about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden apparently likes to record every single crime he's ever committed in his entire life. He likes to record them on his laptop. I don't know why he does this. And then apparently he takes his laptop with all this criminal activity into laptop repair shops and then forgets to go pick it up. Well, most of these shops, many of these shops, if you take your laptop in and you don't go pick it up, 
that laptop becomes their possession. They now own all of your things. This guy at this laptop repair shop gets this Hunter Biden laptop. Hunter never shows back up. It becomes his possession. There's all this criminal activity on there. And I'm not just talking about some booger sugar with some European ladies at the night. There's international business dealings, international business dealings involving Joe. There's payoffs. There's brought, it looks bad. There's all this criminal activity on there. But one of the creepiest things in the world happens. It comes out in October as an October surprise. It comes out and Facebook and Twitter both chose to censor it. Well, Elon Musk published a bunch of internal communications showing this person at Twitter was in on it. This person wasn't, so on and so forth. And today, here's what you're seeing today. And I bet you've heard this all day long. You're hearing people complain all day long about Twitter. Twitter must be shut down. They have to have arrest people at Twitter. I'm looking at this, of course. Of course, this is the biggest shock. Incoming GOP chairwoman chairman says that uh, Twitter employees have to come before Congress. They're all going to be dragged in front of Congress. We're going to go after Twitter. After Twitter, got to go after Twitter. We have to go after Twitter. I'm going to play something for you. You've heard before. I want you to pay very, very close attention to what's being said. This is the owner of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, on Joe Rogan. And at the end of this, if you still think we have to go after Twitter, that that's where our priority needs to be, well, then we're about to have a little talk. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New York Post. Yeah, we Post. Had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. A lot of people heard that interview and they missed the really really critical part of it. The most important part it was the part at the very end right there where he said there is about to be. You see, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, walk with me as I take you through a timeline that will very much show you Twitter is not our problem and we don't need Twitter employees in front of the federal government. We need Federal Bureau of Investigation employees in front of the federal government and then we need them to go to federal prison for the rest of their lives. You know when the FBI, do you know when they took possession of the Hunter Biden laptop showing rampant criminal activity, not only from Hunter but from his father? Do you know when they took possession of that laptop? 2019 is when they took possession of it. They had it. They took it. They looked at it. They buried it. And then, because they were running an intelligence operation against then-candidate Donald Trump, they found out ahead of time that Rudy Giuliani took possession of the laptop from the laptop guy. And as they found out that the New York Post was going to run an article on it, they pre emptively approached Twitter and Facebook and told them in no uncertain terms that this was a Russian hack and leak and it should be censored. Are you awake yet? Twitter? We're worried about some commie dirtbags at Twitter and it's not that that doesn't matter at all. 
Twitter is the least important player in this story. Do you know how many employees at Twitter could ruin your life, basically end your life tomorrow? How many employees at Twitter could plant evidence on you and throw you in a dark hole for the next 50 years of your life, cost you your life, your wife, your job, everything in it? How many Twitter employees can do that to you? None. Do you have any idea how many employees at the Federal Bureau of Investigation can do that to you if they want to? We're worried about Twitter. Oh, we have much, much bigger fish to fry than Twitter. We have an FBI that has to be broken up and scattered to the winds. I'll continue on this in just a moment. And then we're going to look. You want to you see corruption? I'm about to show it, show it to you courtesy of Letitia James. And we'll do our Twilight Zone stuff. But first, I want you to go buy some shrimp because that's all we can do is eat our feelings. I eat my feelings a lot. I do. Some people, look, people have different outlets. Maybe when you're stressed out, maybe you go outside and you burn a heater. Maybe you grab a bourbon. Me, I eat. Whenever I don't like something, I eat. I've been eating a lot lately. <laughs> Biloxi Shrimp, thank you for making it easy because they ship bags of shrimp and the, the herbs and spices. They ship it to my front porch anytime I want. I have American shrimp taken right out of the Mississippi Gulf ready to saute up in a pan with some butter and herbs and spices and always a little garlic bread thrown in. Join me in supporting an American company. Best shrimp you've ever eaten in your life, man. BiloxiShrimpCo.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 10% off. BiloxiShrimpCo.com. Promo code JESSE. Best shrimp of your life. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I'm not ready to go into the the conspiracy theory thing yet. You were supposed to save the creepy music. That's like, you know what, Chris? That's fine. I support. We're setting a mood. We're setting a mood. Give me a second, and I'm going conspiracy theory. Let me just finish this up really quickly, because we're going to talk more about this later. I hear so many people on our side all day today. I see them on TV. I hear them on the radio over and over and over again. What they did at Twitter, 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 what Twitter did, what this person at Twitter did. The Federal Bureau of Investigation can completely destroy you with the snap of their fingers. They can destroy your life. They can destroy anybody. They're in the middle of destroying Donald Trump as we speak. He's the billionaire former president of the United States of America. The Federal Bureau of Investigation took Hunter Biden's laptop, buried the story, and then because they were spying on American citizens, approached social media companies before the story came out and told them to censor it. You do understand that you will never have a United States of America that you want to have Unless you have a United States of America that takes everyone involved in this at the FBI and throws them in prison for the rest of their lives, right? You understand that I could, I, I could read you a story. Look, I'm looking at a headline right here. Oh, surprise, surprise. Someone else got murdered in the Bronx. And you understand that you'll have a country you know is just when the FBI guy who did all this stuff, when he goes to prison as long as this gangbanger does. That's when you'll know you have a just country and not beforehand. There is nothing more important happening in the United States of America than what is going on at the FBI. Nothing. Nothing is more important. Oh, and people complain about the media. I do too all the time. How the media, how they're totally against us. What do you think the media uses for sources for all this? What's that word? Starts with a D. Disinformation. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails 
are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. All right, I have to get to this part I'm excited about. We'll probably, you know, we'll probably come back to some more FBI stuff here in just a little bit, but I have so much more I need to get to. There are great emails, Disney stuff, I have to, just talking about the trust of institutions, but I do have to get to this. Last week, crypto, cryptocurrency, I don't understand it, so don't ask me, but it's just online currency. It's a lot of people are into it. I'm not judging. But that bubble is is popping quite a bit right now. People are losing fortunes in it. And right as that bubble began popping, I saw a couple headlines. And one was a Russian crypto guy, 53, his helicopter crashed. The other one was a guy, 30 years old, wife, kids, perfectly healthy, died in his sleep. And in case you missed it, this is a little long. It's a couple minutes long. In case you missed it, I said this last week. And when I'm done playing this for you, I'm going to give you an odd little update. I'm not going to make anything of this either. And I'm really, don't worry. I'm really not going to get in the weeds and start doing the thing where you draw lines on a chalkboard and we have people's names and faces up there like we're in some kind of a detective movie. I'm really not doing this at all. But let's just say I'm officially watching because the crypto market online just blew up. It's crashing badly with all that FTX scandal and whatnot. And now in 24 hours, we have two high-powered crypto guys who have died. I'm not making anything of it, but I'm watching. I am, however, going to do a really ham-fisted segue from that, and I am going to say this. Like 2008 and now, whenever you have large quantities of money involved, inevitably when you have large quantities of money involved in anything, traditional investing, crypto investing, whenever you have large quantities of money, you are going to have some of that money that's dirty. There's going to be some dirty money that's going to find its way in there. Bad men, including bad men in government, by the way, bad men want their money invested legitimately because it cleans the money. People want Bad guys want clean money. They want clean money. They also want a return on their investment. Don't be surprised if there are some more people who die accidentally in the coming days. Chris, you might want to write this one down. If there are more crypto finance guys dying mysteriously in the coming days, don't be surprised. Because it's one thing to call your buddy and tell him, hey, That $10 you gave me to put down on the New York Giants last Sunday, man, they didn't cover the spread. I'm sorry, bro. Your buddy says, oh, man, you idiot. Oh, well, you owe me a beer. It's another thing entirely to call, let's say, a Russian mobster and inform him that the $200 million he gave you to clean for him in the crypto market is now gone. That's all I'm going to say. I I don't know anything now. Two probably totally random accidents. Something to watch, though. Well, Chris, they might be. You never know. Look, I really wasn't. It's just I'm officially watching because I remember 2008. It was every other day somebody was nosediving off a skyscraper in New York City. 
Hmm. Man, I that is interesting. So I'm once again, look, not saying anything, but you know what prompted me to say that? As I mentioned beforehand, there was this 30-year-old crypto guy died in his sleep at the age of 30. The Russian tycoon, as I just mentioned, 53, died in a helicopter crash. I have a couple quick updates for you. Just quick updates. I'm not look, I'm not making any connections, but here's a headline. Javier Biasca, a crypto guru surrounded by mystery and luxury until his death. Hmm. He passed on to. That's interesting. And then just one more quick headline, then we're going to move on. Look, I'm certainly not making any connections, and I'm certainly not saying, man, I really am the oracle, but just an interesting headline. New York Post. Drowning death of crypto visionary Nikolai Meshigian fuels conspiracy theories. Huh. This is something this guy said online. Look, I didn't say this, so I'm just going to say what this guy said online. This is his direct quote. CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking and trap and blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean islands. That's what he said. And he went on to say, quote, they are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. Okay, so this guy's clearly a nutball, right? I mean, what, what, kind, of an, what kind of an idiot would believe something like that? Well, I guess we'll never know because he was just found in the ocean, Puerto Rico, dead. He was wearing his clothes and he still had his wallet on him. Huh. Anyway, I don't want to make anything of that. I'm just, look, just, uh, just being the oracle over here, Chris. What? Sorry, just doing what I do, Chris. I'm bringing the news to the people. Look, you wouldn't understand the life of a journalist. It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. Speaking of journalism, we often talk about a couple things. We talk about your neighbor, who your well-meaning neighbor who agrees with you on things, but how he or she, how they live in a world of make-believe. And we often talk about the New York Times for a very good reason, not just because New York is so important, but because the New York Times as much of a despicable publication as it is, it is the biggest newspaper in the United States of America. And we're going to merge those two worlds next. And we're going to talk about your neighbor, possibly your, your mother, maybe even your wife, your husband, your brother, the people in your life who need to wake up and how it might be impossible for them to. Then we'll address Fartgate. We have Medal of Honor Monday coming up about 20 minutes. Outstanding emails. All that is still to come. Now, maybe some of that stuff creeped you out just a little bit. Creeps me out too. Sometimes when you look at the news, it can make you feel a little unsettled. Is that a good way to put it? Unsettled? Not fair? Get yourself ready. Practice with your weapon. Practice with your weapon. When you start using the Mantis X, the Mantis X attaches to your weapon. You practice in the comfort of your home. Perfect Christmas gift, by the way. But when you use the Mantis X and you see yourself getting better, because remember, not only only are they putting you through drills, giving you feedback, they're tracking your progress. So you're watching yourself get better. You sleep a little better at night. That weapon you keep by your bedside, maybe that weapon you keep on your hip, you feel better. 
when you know, if God forbid you ever have to use it, you can hit what you're aiming at. Get a mantisex.com and get better without firing a shot. The Green Berets use this for a reason. The Marines use this for a reason. It is what the professionals use. Train like a professional. Go to mantisx.com and get one today, all right? Mantisx.com. We'll be back. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Remember, you can email the show whatever you want, your love, your hate, your death threats, your mean things you say to me whenever I miss a day. All that can be emailed in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. These emails murder me. You guys murder me sometimes. Dear Jesse, this story happened a month ago, but it's too good not to share. My family is stationed at West Point, New York. One evening, I stopped by the local Euro shop to pick up dinner. I made small talk with another woman in line. I mentioned I was headed to my daughter's high school volleyball game, and she responded with, did you see that video? I knew immediately which video she was referring to. It was the one where the boy on the girls' volleyball team hit an opposing player in the face and gave her a concussion. I replied with, yes, that was horrible. I can't believe this is something else I'm going to have to worry about now. Using my quick deduction skills, I figured she must lean right if she'd seen the video because mainstream media wasn't covering this story. So I blurted out, do you listen to talk radio? She gasped and said, yes. So I continued, do you listen to the, do you listen to Jesse Kelly? She replied with a little sass in her voice and said, um, yes, he's on in the car outside right now. Then we grabbed each other's arms and screamed and jumped up and down like little schoolgirls for having found a new friend that shared our convictions. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we look like crazy people for a minute there, but it was really exciting to meet a fellow Jesse fan. That is so cool. When that stuff happens, it's so cool. I told you, Chris, Chris was out at a Mexican joint here in Chris, uh, here in Chris, here in Houston one day. And there was a huge table beside him, started singing Frito Bandito. Nobody who isn't a Jesse Kelly show fan is singing Frito Bandito ever. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. Enough of that fun stuff. Because we have Medal of Honor Monday coming up here 10 minutes from now. It's going to be a good one. If If I showed up at the headquarters of a major corporation... McDonald's. Let's say I showed up at McDonald's headquarters. I'm not at the restaurant, but I'm at McDonald's headquarters. And I showed up at McDonald's, and I have to use the restroom when I get there. Had too much water today. Hey, I got to go pee. And I asked somebody to use the restroom. I go to the restroom, and I run into a McDonald's headquarters custodian in there. And the custodian says to me, hey, man, this company, we're dedicated to worshiping Satan. Okay, well... Just hang on a second. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, that would be creepy. Obviously, quite creepy, but probably not the end of the world and probably not something I would probably take seriously. Well, right? You'd say, okay, uh, but I think you probably need to lay off the myth. I'm just going to move along here. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll hold it. I don't have to go. I'm going to go somewhere else. So it's one thing if the custodian says that. But let's say that day, let's say I have a meeting with the McDonald's CEO. The guy who runs the place. And we're in his, I'm sure he's got this palatial office. 
and we go sit down in his palatial office, and he says, Jesse, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Big fan of the show. I want you to know, this company, we're all about worshiping Satan. Okay, well, that's a little different now, isn't it? It just is. Different people have different amounts of importance and different amounts of influence. No? You see what I'm going with this? It, it just it, it changes. Part of the reason I feel genuine sympathy for so many people in this country, normal people, we'll call them normies. You know them. You, you, you might be married to one. Maybe your neighbor's one, brother, cousin. We talk about this all the time. Kind of agree with you on stuff, but they just they don't have any idea how far gone we are. Part of the reason I feel such genuine sympathy for them is it's not that we have the custodian telling us lies, lying about everything. It's that we have our biggest, most important, most influential people telling us lies about everything. I saw this headline. It cracked me up. Maggie Haberman, she's some piece of trash, quote, journalist for the New York Times, total communist piece of garbage. She's been lying about everything forever. The New York Times as well. By the way, speaking of New York Times, remember that Hunter Biden laptop that we now have authenticated? Here was the New York Times in February of 2021. Listen to this. This is the biggest paper in the country. Though Trump has had more controversies than I can count, Biden had one too. A booby trap that could have brought down his entire campaign. His son, Hunter. For sure, there are some awkward truths about Hunter, from his drug problems to his business dealings around the world. Team Trump then wrapped these with layers of conspiracy theories and lies. This is Hunter Biden's laptop. And when you look at the photograph section, it's disgusting. And it includes a large number of underage girls. Money tied to human trafficking and prostitution rings in the other one. That's another big one. The Chinese money. Joe Biden is compromised 100%. In politics, a conspiracy theory doesn't have to be true to have legs. Think. Just keep in mind, I'm going to let this keep going. All this stuff turned out to be true. 100% true and authentic. Birtherism or Pizzagate. As the attacks from Trump intensified, Biden was again faced with a hard choice. He could fight back. Trump's nepotism and corruption were fat targets. And sometimes in politics, you have to get down in the mud with your opponent. But Trump is an Olympic-level street fighter. So what did Biden do? He hugged Hunter. Biden le- Okay, you get, the, you get the idea. The New York Times, the biggest newspaper in the United States of America, they lied all the time. Maggie Haberman's catching a whole bunch of heat right now for lying about virtually everything. Maggie Haberman won the Pulitzer Prize. You understand that? Now, let's go back to your, na- your neighbor, your normie neighbor. Neighbor normie. I'm calling Norm. Let's go back to Norm. How do you explain to Norm, even if he agrees with you on the issues, whatever the issues are of the day, taxes, spending, FBI, border, abortion, it doesn't matter. How do you go talk to Norm and explain to him that winning the Pulitzer Prize is no longer prestigious. It's not prestigious at all. Winning the Pulitzer Prize almost undoubtedly means you're the biggest liar out there. And in fact, if someone re- wins a Pulitzer Prize, it probably discredits them. How can we bring that guy that far into the light? That is the question because we have to. And I'm not quite done on this yet. I have more on this, but we're pausing all the gunk. 
and it's Medal of Honor Monday time, baby. You ready? Buckle up. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.